0: Done. I'm done. I'm done with this podcast. There's nothing so dangerous for anyone who has something to hide as conversation. Welcome to episode eight of Nothing to See Here with Stephen and Darren. The Mystery Episode.
1: What do you mean you're done?
0: Because of you, we've just spent a quarter of an hour uh, trying to start.
1: No, I... Well... Anyway, shut up. Because yet again, you were late. Uh,
0: i, was, I guess- was here at 25 past three and i'm not even going to discuss this
1: Oh, no, you were five minutes late Moving by on. any sort of action from <laughs> and you know what time is the best killer of comedy it's just the best killer time is the best killer
0: could you not put a different t-shirt on because i saw that one last week
1: it's an audio podcast
0: yeah but i have to look at it and i have to look at the fact you haven't shaved again
1: so you're late so you're a little bit angry with yourself
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Now, because we're in an audio podcast.
1: Yeah, you're chinking bottles and glasses. I like it. And you're popping the cork.
0: Yeah, well, who's going to hear the cork popping if you're just going to talk? No, I would. That's the second time. Second time I popped the cork and you spoke. Can you shut up? Thank you. So. So that's Tizer sparkling from the Chateau d'Agel in France, which I visited
1: on you know, holiday. If you had any sort of social conscience, you would have allowed me to audio describe what's just happened. But because you're full of your isms and your prejudice, actually, you just didn't want to be a, it- a, there was no isms
0: and B, because it was an it's an audio forecast, I was doing a sound comedy scene and then you have to talk all the way through it. Right, so that's 3.48. Why are you naming the time? Boredom. You're already bored. I'm just just interested to see how much time you can waste. So. Sitting there in the same t-shirt which sat in last week, which you've obviously had it on all week because now we're in lockdown, you're not even bothering to look after yourself. There's no one in your life that is worth you making any effort for, and certainly not me. Uh, you don't even change your shirt you just in fact I can see it around the collar I can just see the grains of filth sweaty dirt you probably running it as well don't you and sleep I can't right. be bothered cutting your hair uh, or shaving and you're just gonna sit down and stick a courgette up your bottom
1: you leave my courgettes alone
0: <laughs> I made a meal today with five courgettes
1: congratulations and Hang on, sorry, let me pretend, sorry, I should, I always tell you off for doing terrible co-presenting. Let me pretend for a second that I have an iota of interest. Um, I did train for this, hang on. How many years? Three. Although apparently Apparently. acting can't be taught, it's inherent. Um, (laughs) That will never stop being funny.
0: No, Um, actually, do you know what, I've cut that out of every single episode so far. Should we do the promotion? what do you want to do the promotion now no i
1: don't want to do the promotion what am i using the words do you want to do the promotion so, what think... i'm realizing today is if i shut up you get yourself into all sorts of fucking trouble this is brilliant i am actually you know rather than overcompensating overfeeding over parenting and doing a podcast for two on my own i'm actually going to play a different game today and i'm going to calm down a little bit and see what a mess you get yourself into
0: you know, have you not noticed that by talking you get yourself into a complete mess?
1: No, I've noticed by talking I create great art,
0: and yet you're... all I see is the same shirt, filthy shirt, and unwaxed back, um, <laughs> and unshaven face, and uh, swigging wine. It's disgusting.
1: Uh, it's not wine. It's apple juice, sparkly apple juice. Um, so it's, it's, I'm trying to work out what's going on. So it's not that you're angry at yourself because you're late. Is it that you're, are you scared of something? Are you scared of what I might have today? Because you know that fear is incomplete knowledge.
0: I'm not afraid of you. I may come into this overwhelmed every week, as I was told the
1: other day. <laughs> I am not afraid of you. If you place your head in a lion's mouth, Stephen Thompson, then you cannot complain one day if it happens to bite it off.
0: For the audio description here, as Darren read that out, his eyes went down and his eyeballs were going from... Uh, right to left to right you know he's going to deny that he's reading it
1: why would i deny i'm reading it
0: (laughs) because i can see it on your face
1: (laughs) can you Mm. very few of us are what we
0: very few of us are what
1: what we've seen very few of us are what we've seen so who wrote that
0: interesting uh couldn't be more obvious statement if it tried that we're supposed to live better lives by which one lion eating people's
1: heads do you not know no oh my god difficult
0: isn't it was it arnold holy
1: (laughs) it might have been arnold holy who was it i'm i'm disappointed that you don't know
0: you see the very sad thing is you tell me that you're an actor and i've never seen any proof of this (laughs) and then and what actors have to do is they have to memorize lines oh is it time for a drink cheers (laughs) cheers (laughs) When actors uh, go on stage, usually they're not standing there reading the original play text. They've actually learnt that in their mind and memorised it and then they are repeating it as an actor for the audience. Yet you, so-called actor, have one simple line to quote at me and you have to read it.
1: So what would your advice be?
0: Well, you could have learnt it and looked directly into the camera and quoted it to me.
1: That's good advice, Stephen Thompson. And good advice is always certain to be ignored, but that's no reason not to give it. So who wrote it? I am disappointed that you do not know. Did the person who wrote it grow courgettes? Leave my courgettes alone. Stop with the courgettes. brought my courgettes to, to this podcast because the past few podcasts I've been feeling a bit vulnerable and a bit fragile and a bit intimidated by you and your attitude and the way that you bully me and pick on me. So I thought today I would bring uh, my uh, safe transitional objects. They they make me feel safe. You see, if you
0: were a proper co-presenter and proper co-creator of this podcast, you would have told me that. And then I would not have made the courgette bake I made this morning. And I would have been able to bring five courgettes to this podcast. We would have been able to share them together. We would have been able to nurture each other uh, over our courgettes. It would have brought us closer in our relationship, as you're so obsessed with talking about. And yet, you see, you're not uh, a proper co-presenter because you didn't bother telling me, I now feel uh, the lesser of the two halves here because I've not been able to bring my five courgettes, which are now chopped up and baked.
1: What a lovely bit of synchronicity, though. You've, you've, you've baked courgettes. I've bought courgettes. Yeah, I uh, bought them as well. Yeah, I think I meant brought. Because I didn't uh, grow them. No, my friend grew them. Mm. That is true story. My friend grew them. Uh, just had a lovely lunch with my friend. He donated me the, the three courgettes. Then- oh, oh,
0: oh, I see. So that's why we have to start at 3.30 instead of 3.00 because you're prancing around having lunches with your friend.
1: Uh, you, you don't get to mention time. You were late yet again.
0: I didn't ask for the whole thing to be put by half an hour, but had you not put that half an hour on, I'd have been happy to start at three o'clock. But obviously you're just prancing around having a lovely time with your uh, so-called friends.
1: You're being very insulted today. What's going on? Are you feeling a bit
0: vulnerable? It's just six weeks of hell that you've put me through. It's it's all coming to the surface now.
1: Let's get real. What's going on? Because you're being a bit... Feedback.
0: Then I'm accused of making you ill. (laughs) Then I get the sex episode. Yeah. You completely stressed me out over that and then stressing me out over last week's as well. I worked really, really hard this week. Had no time to prepare anything, but if I'd been told about courgettes, I could have just quickly got those together because that wouldn't have taken me two minutes.
1: Well, bring it. You can bring
0: the bake. That's fine. It's not going to look great with the, uh, for, no, it's not going to listen well <laughs> for the listeners if I go off to the kitchen and bring back a courgette bake.
1: And it'll be the first time you've actually walked off with purpose rather than mincing off the last couple, like the last couple of times you have. So don't pretend that you haven't minced off in, the, uh, in other episodes in a really unprofessional, uncontained, unbounded way. I love the little superior stance that you're taking today, trying to pretend that, you, that you've got a little bit of professionalism <laughs> when actually in one of the episodes you threw your earpieces down and minced out to the toilet for 10 minutes just because you got a little bit stressed. Yeah. And why was I stressed? Who who made me stressed? I'm, well, can we make anybody feel anything? Yes. Really? Every every week
0: I feel so much. As you say, I have two hours of overwhelm and then I have a breakdown.
1: But is it uh, me that you feel that or do you take yourself somewhere?
0: Well, I wouldn't be taking myself somewhere if I hadn't sat and talked to you for two hours, would I?
1: Well, the fact that you bring yourself here to talk to me for two hours is something, isn't it? It's a masochism. Exactly. I think basically what's happening today is you're using a lot of the words at me that I've used at you in previous episodes. It's almost yeah, like...
0: But that's what you want because I'm your Padawan and I'm learning. I, what I'm noticing about you is you're a little bit competitive. You have no idea how competitive I am.
1: Oh, no, I'm, I'm absolutely learning how competitive you are. Don't forget we haven't <laughs> known
0: each other for very long. No, this is true. So you're going to tell me about your courgettes. What I'll do is I'll go and photograph my courgette bake. And when this goes live, I'll put the photograph of my courgette bake on the website.
1: Oh, can you? That'll be. Can you do that, please? That'll, I just, oh, I'd love that.
0: Do you find courgettes erotic? No. Well, I don't know. You went very husky
1: and sort of a bit.
0: Oh, I was just thinking about it. Oh, I was just thinking about it.
1: Sexualised there for a moment. Are you posting a picture of your courgette bank on the, on the website? Yeah, you look a bit excited. No, I am. It's just, that's, it's like you're really making an effort at last. I mean, admittedly, it's devoid of any sort of interesting content, but at least you're trying.
0: So you're, you're putting your caring voice on now because you're, you're trying to work out how to deal with me today. You've tried aggression. You've tried wit, although that never works. Uh, you've tried uh, reading lines from a script, and that's failed. So uh, it's now into the caring therapist.
1: Is that what it is?
0: Yeah, comforting yourself with a yellow, uh, yellow pencil. There's yellow pencil, listeners, that's a uh, substitute for self-care. Because you can't can't self-care with waxing your back. Pulling faces at me doesn't work, as I've been told as a co-presenter for an audio podcast. And I was reminded for about 65 times last one because I brought a silent goat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? That was... A, that was a, Inspired. A, a... I know it was. But sp- a moment of inspiration, bringing a silent goat to an audio podcast. You must have gone away from last week, uh, from the last episode, feeling very proud of yourself. But the thing is, I can put, I can still put to a picture of Lisa Cronkshaw onto the website. Well, that's true, you can. But it's a shame that you spent all of that organisation, and yet you didn't bring any, you didn't bring a goat that made noise. Often,
0: listeners use their imagination and things can become more frightening and more funny because of what you can't see.
1: Oh, that's true. Like a good... And as an actor, you should know that. And of course, an appreciative listener is always stimulating.
0: And we've had some very appreciative listeners. (laughs) Are you you making notes? Because it's getting really annoying now.
1: I am making notes. I feel
0: like you're making notes on me.
1: I'm grading your comments out of 10. So far, you've scored really badly.
0: Oh, I see see the uh, art and beauty is going on with whatever you're writing (laughs) down (laughs) at the moment. But (laughs) this this is what is going to get thrown back in my face. So basically, the courgettes are a red herring. So if we were in an Agatha Christie novel or or the first half of an Agatha Christie novel... um, we would all be believing at this point that the courgettes were the killer by a very clever playoff by the author. But in fact, the real killer is what's being written down on the paper.
1: Instinct is a marvellous thing. It can neither be explained nor ignored. Yeah, I could quote lots of things at like you, but they're all a bit sad, aren't they?
0: <laughs> aren't they? Well, they're not very inspiring. They're just very obvious. And, you know, you hear a a quote and then five minutes later it's forgotten. It's it's not like we ever live our lives by
1: quotes. What point are you making?
0: They're just a bit lazy. Are they? Mm. So who said the first one about the lion? I'm disappointed you don't know.
1: Well, I don't know.
0: I've never heard it before.
1: Well, maybe if you did some work and thought about it, you might.
0: I could type it to Google, but then all the listeners would hear is me typing it to Google. So just tell me.
1: Oh, hang on. Give me one moment. Sex fact, sex fact. Here's a sex fact. Gorillas like to shag from one to 12 times every day. That's the promised sex fact section, our new section. I Uh, couldn't even hear what that said. Gorillas what? Oh, for God's sake, Grandad. Young people think that old people are fools, but the old people know that young people are fools. Uh, I'll let you hear it again, shall I? Sex fact, sex fact, here's a sex fact. Gorillas like to shag from one to
0: twelve times every day. I can't hear it. Gorillas like to shag something, 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 something. What's wrong with your hearing? It's just really badly enunciated.
1: Words, mademoiselle, are the only clothing of the outer eyeball.
0: Gorillas like to shag from one to twelve times every day. Is that yeah. it? But it's not interesting.
1: It's a sex fact. I promised you a gorilla sex fact. I was hoping for
0: the sex facts of um, courgettes, but we're obviously not getting those, are we?
1: <laughs> I don't understand what's happening
0: today. Well, that makes a change. <laughs> uh, yeah. No,
1: <laughs> I often wonder why the whole world is so prone to generalise Stephen Thompson.
0: Oh, God, you know, it's, it would be so easy. If you look at my blog, which you never do, you will see that I have stopped, though, but I used to put a quote on every single Friday. Every Friday, there was always a quote. And if General- you actually looked at the quotes on my blog, they're really beautiful quotes.
1: <laughs> Says himself about his own choice of quotes. Generalisations are seldom, if ever true, and are usually utterly inaccurate.
0: Are you taking that out? That was a... I could hear the scribble there. You just ticked that one off.
1: Yep. What? So why are
0: you so angry today, my I'm little... Not, I'm not angry. I think you're putting your own feelings of anger onto me. Do you? Mm-hmm. What makes you think I'm angry? Because you've been shouting a lot and saying you don't know what's going on. And when people acknowledge that they don't want, know what's going on, it often means that they're very angry. <laughs> Are you doing an online counselling course? Yeah, I, I am showing what I have learnt over the past seven weeks.
1: I'm very proud of you.
0: And you actually can't cope with the fact that I'm doing that because wh- your, li- your little game is that I never learn.
1: So you are hoisting me with my own petard by learning the lessons.
0: Yeah. I, I, I respect you for that. I it's could do a lot worse though. Like you've done good listening. I could do a lot, lot worse. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So basically today you're just pretending to be me. That's what's happening.
0: No, I am. I am myself,
1: as you have nurtured me. Because now you're in the territory where you're like, you know who I am, right? You know this could go. You know this could go much worse.
0: The unfed mind devours itself.
1: You now, can't, don't start. No, focus on the art that's being presented at you, and try and work out what's going on. Don't distract yourself. Focus at what's being presented to you. Come on, now is the time. Now is the time to get serious and realise what's been coming at you and work it out. Let's play what's been happening at you with the art today.
0: Judge a man by his questions rather than his answers.
1: Marvellous.
0: I don't know, It's something to do with quotes?
1: Well obviously it's something to do with quotes.
0: Am I being tested on knowing or not knowing who says them all?
1: You do well. I
0: don't know. I've not heard of any of them so far. Is it? Really?
1: No. Hmm.
0: Who said, I'm going to leave this one with you. Mm -hmm. Who said, it is a curious thought, but it is only when you see people looking ridiculous that you realise just how much you love them. A, that is a massively beautiful quote. And B... Be, you will be so delighted when you find out
1: who said that. Shush. So, Isn't that a lovely quote. It's a beautiful quote, Steve. Because that sums up the podcast. Stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> Dan, stop talking. Stop spoiling the podcast. Have you got the game? Is that what's happening? I've got to guess the quote. Quoteur. you've just, I love you. Very much. So you've just given me a quote from my bits of paper. So you've worked out the game without even realising that you've worked out the game. And then you thought you were being clever by giving me a quote to see if I could work out who the quote was. I know who the quote was because the quote is on my bit of paper. Because everything that's been faced at you so far is from exactly the same person that you're quoting at me from too. Can you say that again
0: and put the words in an order Uh, that someone who speaks and understands the English language...
1: Uh, is able to engage with. So, what's happening here, right, is that before... I know
0: what's happening here. I've known what's happening here for about four hours, which is why I've been quoting off my flaming blog. But I have no recollection. I mean, there must, those must be years back, those quotes I put up. What, what do
1: you mean? You're quoting the quotes on my blog. Are you frigging narcissist? I'm not. Come on. do 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 do
0: you've just said that last quote which i read off my blog is you've got it written down
1: there sure but stephen can i just check with you that quote that you've got on your blog is that a quote of stephen thompson's or is it a quote of someone else it's someone else okay good so we're we're narrowing it down now so it's not a quote of stephen thompson it's a quote of someone else are are all the quotes by the same person Let's presume, for the sake of this thing,
0: I'm clever.
1: The 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 quotes are from all from the same person. The quote that's on your blog that you've just quoted that isn't from Stephen Thompson. So we know that the same person isn't Stephen Thompson. What? You are just talking complete twaddle. I
0: am not. Is is are the quotes all from the same person who is not me? Are they all from another to Stephen Thompson? Not too Stephen Thompson. Not not everything is about you. What's going on with you today? Did you, have you... The chance of you having written down that quote that I've just read to you is about a million to
1: one. Sure, but the chances of you doing a courgette bake and me being courgettes to our podcast, one might argue, is also a million to one. Maybe we know each other to a level and we're a little bit too enmeshed, which is part of the discomfort, uh, that actually... (laughs) Uh so I waved my courgette at you, which is not yet in a bake, but it might be tomorrow. Um, I still can't work
0: out what your art is, other than it's something to do with quotes. Right. So you have a load of quotes that are not off my blog. You do well! Method and order, they are everything. I've never said them, I've never copied them onto my blog. They're not all said by the same person. They
1: are all, no, they're not all said by the same person, but they're all from the same person. They're not all said by the same person, but they're all from the same person. Exactly. You just repeated the words I said to you. uh, Well, normally you repeat my words back to me and you make them sound stupid. But that time you did it uh really well because it, you... Just as I told you, that was one of the
0: funniest things you've ever said on the podcast. You don't have to keep repeating it. Again, you're stealing my jokes.
1: This whole episode today, all you've done is steal my jokes and it doesn't work because I am the funny one and you are the gay straight man. Oh, uh, you're the funny
0: alternative one.
1: Yeah, I'm the one that's who are a bit risky, a bit, you know, oh, he's a bit too up himself, blah, 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 he's a bit too competitive, blah, blah, blah. Basically I do all the facilitation to make you look straighter than you are and I don't mean that in a sexuality way. I mean it in the way that I try to hide the fact that you're, you're the controversial one by, by pretending that I'm controversial. But, so if you start stealing all my jokes, it's not going to work, is it? It's dreadfully easy, killing people. <laughs> God.
0: Do you think that I know what you're doing or do you think that I'm pretending that I don't know what you're doing?
1: I felt that the murderer was in the room sitting with us,
0: listening. So what you've done, you've started with a really vague one that would have no resemblance to the person that said it. And as you've gone down the list, they're getting the clues are getting stronger and stronger, so it's becoming more and more obvious which person
1: No, I've just got bored. So now i
0: you're just being a smart ass, Bank, because they're not they're not said quotes, they're written quotes in books. Sure. Oh. So that was a really, that, that threw me off course completely, deliberately. Did it, it? Yeah.
1: What do you want me to do with that information?
0: I just find it very sad that you've just spent your time looking through pulp fiction to create an artwork. I have to say, of your art installations, this is by far the dullest.
1: Exactly. So who would request more of it? That is my point. Boom. There we are. Thank you very much for engineering the episode. To my point, I wake my courgette like a Tory voting to sell off the NHS in the Houses of Parliament.
0: So are you going to explain to our audience who are on the verge of turning off now what your marvellous artwork is?
1: I think it'll be much more interesting if uh, you explain it because crime is terribly revealing. Try and vary your methods as you will your tastes, your habits, your attitudes or mind, and your soul will be revealed by your actions.
0: You see, the reason I can't, re- I can't reveal is because you've just picked what I was going to do, uh, and I'm being completely serious now. You've basically just picked what I was going to do as my fucking promotion at the end of this episode.
1: How does that work?
0: Well, I was going to promote what you're doing, and now you've completely undermined my promotion by promoting it all the way through the episode anyway. What do you want to do? I need to go away, do some art, as you've told me, sit in a corner, edit a few podcasts, and then I'll get back to you. It's very, very hurtful. Right. Because each week I get undermined. And this week I've been undermined with my promotion.
1: I feel a little bit sad for you. I'm, I'm
0: very sad. Can you not hear in my
1: voice how sad I am? Yes. Yeah, if you weren't such a terrible actor, I would believe you. What's funny is that, is that you're presuming that it would fall on heads so that you could do your promote. It's almost like you were engineering something like an untruth. Like that somehow you, we decide before the episode whether we're doing a genuine promote or, uh, or a gratuitous thing. Because which, which category does it even fall in?
0: Well, I had two. I had a gratuitous thing and I had a genuine one. True, is it? it absolutely is true. I was to procrastinate podcast suddenly gave me an idea about uh, quite, uh, a really good promote and you flipping well just completely undermined it.
1: Shall we do the promote? Oh, no,
0: no. Stop, stop, stop. Do we do the jingle before, do we do it now or do we do it after we toss the coin? You're not funny. Well, no, you're not funny doing that two weeks in a row.
1: Genuine promote. Or indulgent gloat. It's heads. Get the fuck on with your genuine promote.
0: I've got two serious ones. Which one do you want? I want the one that you feel I've undermined. Actually, actually, I can sort of connect them. My genuine promote is crime fiction because I was listening to uh, a podcast talking to uh, the writer of Vera and Shetland. Anne Cleves, really, really interesting woman who, before she wrote, did all sorts of quite gritty jobs, which made her very, very aware of the social injustices of our society. And A, I think, if you want to know what goes on in this country, read crime fiction. B, if you want to go know what goes on in other countries, and this is the point I'm making, read crime fiction, because very few, and this was the point that came up in the podcast interview, is that there aren't many novels from particularly Europe or beyond, that are uh, translated into English. But one big area is crime. And if you want to learn about uh, what goes on in other countries uh, on a social and political level, then read crime fiction. But going on from that, there's the whole scandi thing. And I was also listening to the Norwegian Secretary-General of NATO who was talking about... He was on Desert Island Discs and he was talking about his family and it, tie, it also ties in with this because we have this view of Scandinavia as being a very right-on democratic, they've got all their social issues and everything else sorted out world. And if you read their crime fiction, you delve into a very, very dark world of political corruption and trafficking and refugee problems and, and child abuse, um, you know the problems that all the all countries have got. So A, that's very interesting that they do have that underbelly. And B, and B, he was also talking about his daughter, who he he had a, a fascinating mother who was foremost in the uh, equality, equality for women, gay marriage, all this, that and the other. Uh so he had a very, very liberal family, very democratic family. And his his sister died of a she was a drug addict and she died of a drug overdose. She did an awful lot to raise the awareness of drug addiction in Norway, but it was very interesting that you expected a family, and I expected a family like his from what he was talking about it, uh, to have been very stable and loving and everything else. And then find out his sister died prematurely of a drug overdose, having been a drug addict for many, many years, was very interesting. So I'm going to link there a way of learning about what's going on in
1: other countries through crime fiction. Uh, why did you feel that my art undermined your art? Because you got there first. I'm always going to get there first.
0: Yeah, well, that's something I've just had to resign myself to. So today's very weak, very uh, poorly thought out and no effort put into it at all. Work of art was you were quoting Ag- Agatha Christie at me or you're quoting lines from her books at me all the way through the uh, podcast.
1: I am going to take issue yet again with you professionally criticising your co-presenter when I am the person that's holding this whole rotting festering machine together. How
0: was your week Stephen? I don't know I can't talk about it because it's all too time specific.
1: Oh fuck off I'm so over you today.
0: (laughs) Have you not got some drilling to do?
1: I do have some drilling to do I want to know how your week was.
0: I spent the whole fucking week editing literally and i got some running shoes today. Oh, wait. And I baked a bloomer. And how's the running going? Week five. Three minutes running, 90 minutes walking, five minutes running, basically three minutes, five minutes, three minutes, five minutes running. And then by the end of the next week, it'll be 20 minutes nonstop running. But Mr. and uh, Mrs. Wilson, who, if you bother to listen to my podcast, you know who Mr. and Mrs. Wilson is. Mr. and Mrs. Wilson is who I run with. She didn't feel very well today, so we sort of had to curtail it a bit. It's good, because if it wasn't for Mrs. Mrs. Wilson, I wouldn't be doing it. It's good to have someone else to do it with.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's part of, part of my struggle with the running scene, that I find it really difficult on my own. And actually, I was running with someone uh, who brilliantly has had a baby, but because they had a baby, it's meant they've had to properly self-isolate. And so that was one of the things that made me lose my mojo, aside from the marathon being delayed. And uh, the fact
0: that you prefer to be at home eating and drinking. Yeah, i i putting weight on. I thought you were really mentally disciplined.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. You take so much self-care over yourself that I'm really surprised.
1: Sure, oh, but we're all contradictions and we all have a... Thought. Yeah,
0: no, no, which is fine. That's your contradiction. I just wasn't expecting it. I'm not, I'm not criticising, I'm just commenting.
1: What's the difference?
0: Criticism is getting at someone and poking them. I am not poking you, I'm just stating a reaction. I'm just commenting. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. No, I'm poking you because I'm in a bit of a dilemma. Because the gym, my thing is swimming, which you know, it, it's a. I mean, I, I need to exercise, um, and I, I need, I need to feel. This is nothing to do with the way I look. It's I need to feel exercise. I need to feel movement, and um, swimming is my big thing. And the gyms are opening, and I don't know whether I'll feel safe going there.
1: I think the return rate's going to be really small.
0: Well, I do, which sort of worries me because I I feel sorry for... So that, again, part of me wants to go back because I want to support them. Because it's people's jobs and everything else, isn't it? I'm in this dilemma with pandemic. This is this this horrible moment of, I think we're coming out of it too quickly, but at the same time, we've got to come out of it. But I think the government have been so, so irresponsible and we should have just been put in face masks weeks and weeks and weeks ago. And you know what I'm gonna say, this blah, 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 and it's just such a mess. And, and it's put me in a moral dilemma. I'm sure you feel the same.
1: Yeah, I think there's a conscious class lens going on. Uh, I think the instructions are really unclear. I think it's really bad parenting. We should have been in face masks from the beginning. The science has been ignored. The science continues to be ignored. Uh, what's really scary is that everyone's pretending that the science has changed and that everything's okay. And
0: well, but Darren, I'm not sure people are. I think people are genuinely confused.
1: It's all very well, you know, me and you, you know. No, I think it's I think it's where Dominic started, conscious age and class cleanse. Mm. You know, these people are very, very, very educated. They might be emotionally screwed because of their upbringings and they're screwed up bored in school educations uh, and their over-privile- overprivileged and lack of life experience, but they are highly educated. It is conscious, it's not stupidity. Boris's behaviour, as buffoonery as it is, is all very conscious. If not by him, because he is quite stupid, by the people around him.
0: Got some drilling? No, no, but we stopped
1: about half an hour ago. You've turned up grumpy.
0: to be very angry this episode mystery solved it was the whodunit episode dedicated to the harsh cricket that was nothing to see here with darren and stephen apologies to the many listeners who were hoping that i'd murder darren somewhere in the episode but thank you for listening anyway call
1: me angry. I I you know, you're angry.